0: Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast, a podcast for those that have both self-sabotage and have also got over their self-sabotage. Chris, do you self-sabotage? Um,
1: probably more than I would like to admit.
0: Oh, you're actually admitting something?
1: But not from the i don't know more so from a mundane
0: way than from a
1: magical one
0: what's the mundane art of self-sabotage what does that involve
1: um overworking or taking Mm. too much on or not getting enough rest um those sorts of very mundane things
0: Is that a conscious thing or an unconscious thing? Because self-sabotage to me always feels like it's an unconscious thing, it's unconscious. You're wanting to succeed logically and such, but some unconscious part of you is trying to stop you from achieving something or stop you from doing something. So when the conscious mind and the unconscious mind are on the same page, to me seems there can be self-sabotage that sets in there. So what is it? in your mundane life that is forcing about overworking them where's that coming from
1: oh we're going going down a Jungian approach
0: are we well Um, you know let's let's get you on the counseling couch today uh and see how that relates to what is it your father or your mother or something like that is normally (laughs) mean sorry that's Freud isn't it
1: (laughs) yeah that's Freud
0: Um, and probably throw in some sex as well
1: No, um, for me, I like to be busy.
0: Mm. Um, is that as a distraction date... from something? Are you trying to distract yourself from looking inside or something? If I was not quite <laughs> looking uh, in that box, <laughs> that Pandora's um, box.
1: <laughs> that box. That box is padlocked for a reason. Um, yeah, there's a certain amount. There's a certain amount of it where keeping busy actually avoids self-sabotage for me um because the priority when i'm not busy starts to be kind of looking at the things that i'm not doing that other people would be like oh well i'd totally go and open that box if i had if i had that box available to me um Mm. and my answer is normally no I know what's in that box and it's staying shut for a reason. Um, Mainly because I can spend all my crazy years later on in life dealing with all the crazy. Um, Whereas at the moment, I need to function as I chose to incarnate here. So, you know, functioning here for me means staying so busy that I can't um, waltz off in all those other directions.
0: So I think we can all agree that there are levels to how important things are. I mean, nothing in this universe is all that important. And if you reduced and removed the universe and it dissolved away, then there are certainly, uh, you know, much bigger things out there than this universe so it's not really going to matter is it yeah but at the same time like locally that would be catastrophic that would be a massive thing for the people that are living in the universe and such that would be real like well universe ending world ending shit, right yeah. so at what level does your self-sabotage operate at or your things the things that you're doing to distract yourself at what level did they matter and at what level did they stop mattering
1: i would say they only really man it they only really matter here um the stuff that i am putting off
0: mm. is
1: stuff that is far easier to do when i'm not here mm. um so not having not working on that right now to me isn't isn't a big deal because actually a lot of that shit is a lot easier to deal with when i'm not restricted by third dimension or fourth also accessing a lot of that stuff is harder to do in a three-dimensional fourth dimensional
0: situation so right so what people would be worrying is they'll be worrying about oh look the baths being run the um Overflow on the bath isn't able to come, you know, cope with the amount of water that's coming out of both the taps because he's got the hot cat tap and the cold tap on full and some bubble bath and it's all overflowing over the sides onto the bathroom floor. Now, people are worrying that what you're actually doing is rather than looking at it and say, I think I might turn the taps off and deal with it, you're thinking, I know what will fix that. I'll close the bathroom door <laughs> so I cannot see it. And they'll be saying, But Mr. Chris, That's not the way to do it because that water is underneath that bathroom floor and you're forgetting about the joists that are made of wood. I mean, the old bathtub can fall through the floor. You know, is that something to worry about or is that something for another life to deal with?
1: (laughs) I'll deal with it next time. Will there Um, be
0: a next time? What if the joists, the underpinnings of the universe and such become affected? It's fine, I'll build a new one building you one, right okay there we
1: go we have heard it here first so yeah so for me most of that stuff that i'm talking about is so well locked up mm. that it, that it's a hermetically sealed room mm. the taps the taps are may may be running um but there is going to reach a limit where the pressure from it will just start pushing back into that other universe yeah it's not going to start spilling over into here Mm. um you've got a
0: real good lock on that bathroom door haven't you yeah i've worked really (laughs) worked really hard to keep that locked it's one of those fire doors isn't it even the smoke can't make it through
1: (laughs) exactly right so you know that that in terms of kind of you know that kind of baggage is there over there and i'm quite happy for it to be over there and it won't it will wait until i deal with it um it's not one of those things like with a lot of people where they're not aware of their their baggage and they're not aware of the impact
0: yeah i'm not working one of those smokers that say i can quit whenever i want I mean, this all sounds like very high healthy from a psychological perspective. I'm sure there's lots of therapists and counsellors and psychotherapists that are thinking that Chris has real good mental health (laughs) after coming out of all this stuff. So let's move on, shall we? (laughs) Let's move on before a rubber duck comes floating under the door.
1: (laughs) I'm not not talking about my mundane shit. My mundane shit is out there like everybody else's is. I'm not even talking about... To give some perspective, I am not even talking about some kind of shadow work Jungian bullshit that needs to be dealt with. What I am talking about is way, <laughs> this is way beyond even solar work. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really at the point where we're even talking about solar work when I've just described... Yeah, got...
0: work I thought we were talking about.
1: Exactly. Just beyond the abyss. Of most, thing. most of them can't even get there. So what what's the worry about that being available
0: well yeah i mean if they can this is this is this is the worry chris right this is the worry but currently the house you're living in is a house of multiple occupancy now if the children cannot make it through the stairgate and then up the stairs they are surely fucked and cannot deal with the bath overflowing in the bathroom with the locked door upstairs that's now making its way down the stairs like a waterfall and is gonna drown everyone. Family possessions and such will get lost. So you're declaring that that's not gonna happen, aren't you? I am declaring that
1: that's not gonna happen, because we're not- You're not gonna let it
0: get that far, are you?
1: No. And also these are are projects, in my opinion, Mm. that are there to be picked up and put back down.
0: We're talking about much
1: much greater work. There's a reason I don't have any.
0: Um, Because you would see them as projects to be picked (laughs) up and put down. Like, what's on that table? Well, over there, there's a puzzle I'm halfway through. I started it a couple of months ago. Over there, I've got me bobbins and me lace making. Oh, and little Timmy's over in the corner. I forgot I stuck him in the cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor little Timmy how rude (laughs) yeah right so self-sabotage from a magical perspective let's go on to that because there might be one or two magical practitioners I fucking hope there's at least one or two (laughs) of them that are listening okay so magical the art of magical self-sabotage what up with that WTF
1: so in my experience if we're going with your definition Liam where you kind of split split purposes and therefore are not able to necessarily keep them together uh, and entangle them the way that they should be entangled um i would say from a magical point of view that's when you put all your energy into one particular proverbial egg basket um and then forget that there's a whole chicken hutch running around uh of eggs that haven't been laid yet so A lot of people I find will focus so solely on a single project Mm. um, and forget that that single project isn't in isolation and that Mm. other things are occurring at the same time.
0: Okay. So from my perspective, the art of self-sabotage from a magical perspective is when you are stopping yourself from manifesting in terms of a spell or going through a ritual or whatever it is, either way, you know, basically like the magical balloon that you need to let go of because you need to make a blow up a balloon, putting energy into a structure, a structure is a spell, and then letting it go in order to actually bring about the thing you want it to do. You can't just keep holding on to it, otherwise, it's not going to float away and do what you want, is it? That is the art of self sabotage, is your hand refusing to let go of the balloon unconsciously in some way shape or form that is you getting in the way of your own spell casting and such sometimes that can be mismanifestation sometimes that can be just things not working at all but basically you want to do a ritual or a spell or summon a spirit or do something like that but part of you on an unconscious part of you at least is refusing to let that happen. And there could be many, many, many different ways of doing that. However, it can be quite difficult for the beginner to understand that because they cannot trace and see the energy. A lot of the times where I've seen people complain about spells and that they've tried to cast, they say, someone's working against me. I can see something, and it's there, and it's working against me. It's like this weird little tendril thing and something like that. I know there's someone or something working against me. It's like, who is it? What is it? Can you see it? I can see it. I just can't see where it's coming from. And the tendril is not actually a tendril. It's a fucking tell that's attached to your backside, but you can't see your own backside. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that's kind of a crass kind of way of putting it but it is true i mean they can't see they wouldn't be able to trace back to the enemy if it was a magical practitioner or something like that Or they see a some hand that isn't their left hand or their right hand but they don't even know they've got a tail at this point <laughs> let alone what that fucking tells up to i mean that's the power of the unconscious things have to sift through the unconscious in order to manifest and such so you better hope that your unconscious is on the same page one of the reasons why in the beginnings of traditions and magical schools and such they force you to do a lot of this kind of prep work you know lesser banish and rich of the pentagram or this that and the other which is repetitive over and over things that program your unconscious to work a certain way and to highlight issues that you might have but i mean if you're one of these people who like to throw your rattle at the pram and say i just want to do it my way without any idea of how actual magic works from a theoretical perspective then you're probably going to run into blocks at some point and those blocks are going to be put there by you unconsciously can you identify them or not who knows have you got any cases where this has happened you can think of without saying any names or anything
1: what when people don't realize they've got a tail
0: yeah or when people put magical blocks on a higher level because we haven't even gone into like higher level blocks like solar blocks or anything like that Mm. we're just talking about like basically hmm, i want to manifest a thousand pangs or a million pangs or something like that and i really want it to happen and i think it's a good idea but it just don't seem to it just misfires you know it's like well where's that coming from and then when you speak to them about it is the issues with money and such and part of them doesn't feel that they deserve it or doesn't feel, you know. That's one way of putting it anyway, like an example I sometimes give, because it happens quite a lot for some reason, I'm not entirely sure why.
1: Well, I think I've talked to you about it before um, in terms of not really understanding what those things are. So, you know, where people think something is much heavier than yeah. it is yeah um um money is one of those big ones because they can't imagine because the people asking that question are normally people um or people working really hard is Poor how i was going to put it uh working Poor really people. hard to make money
0: well, yeah so well, they like working... three jobs six jobs something like yeah. that
1: so when yeah. you're at that when you're at that vantage point and you're looking at how hard it is to make ends meet, getting that person to uh, to realize that money doesn't really exist mm. um, and that it can be manifested very easily is difficult mm. um, and therefore they will often hold on to that far harder than they probably should do and yes, like you say then unable to let go of the balloon, um, because actually, like with the money that they're talking about, holding on to it is what they're used to doing, um, really, really tightly. As people are trying to rip it out of their hands, mm. so it makes sense to me that though they, they have problems on that front with accepting that, um, I think another good example um for me is a lot of people that do um kind of love magic. Mm, I was gonna um, say and, that. Yeah. And I don't I don't mean kind of um what we would normally decline as kind of lust or sex magic. Mm-hmm. Um where they're you know binding a partner kind of situation. I think more the kind of trying to make a relationship work or those kind of open the dialogue kind of spells that people try to do um where they don't necessarily think of the consequences of what's possible um and by that i mean actually seeing that as two individual people that might not agree um or that neutral ground isn't as neutral as they thought it was um and therefore when they're trying to pull that in they're pulling it from an unknown Mm. um and then again the fear kicks in and they start holding on to it really tightly so that they can't let go of said balloon
0: so there are many different ways that you can self sabotage the key is to understanding which of yourselves is sabotaging it so as a counselor and a psychotherapist would probably just deal with the mundane psyche and the unconscious mind so unconscious sabotage however the magical practitioner that's been on the path for a while will find out that there are things deeper than that bigger than that things that are like I don't know when you suddenly discover the internet there's this thing called parental controls you didn't realize they were a thing until you tried to type in something that you should not have typed and that your friends can get access to that you can because the parental tr- controls are on well the parental controls are set by the higher self in many instances it stops you from fucking yourself up and over a really good idea these magical parental controls but that's probably outside of the scope of this part of the podcast because we need to go into deeper levels of soda work and such like that the next level down then that's more shadow self isn't it which is kind of to a certain extent bridging counselling and the sort of thing that counsellors do with a deep dive helping you look and assess the journey you've been on and your experiences and stuff and how that helped you shape And become the person and thing that you are today with your strengths and weaknesses that you have most people think about focusing on the weaknesses don't they because they've got something that they want to fix presumably although it's probably not healthy to say fix it's probably healthy or i think to say evolve oh yes well i think that's probably better i mean they do say with counseling and stuff that you're not trying to fix an issue necessarily even though on the face of it it looks like that's what you're trying to do you're more trying to evolve because otherwise when i see fix you're kind of trying to take it out of their story yeah wipe the memory as opposed to just adapt to whatever's happened
1: move beyond
0: yeah but yeah are there any tools and stuff that people can use if they suspect self-sabotage in order to diagnose it maybe
1: Um,
0: or should they just hire mystic meg at the local psychic fair to do a tarot reading no please don't do that no she's dead now Um, anyway they can't do that but they could go to someone else in their local psychic fair and say i believe i've got an unconscious block please can you tell me whether that's true or not and tell me how to fix it you not recommend that
1: no not particularly why not well my my main problem with that is that they're not going to necessarily be able to see at the levels you
0: need them to see at um... well no they're psychics they're psychic for other chances are they'll probably be shit. in fact you'd probably be better yeah. off getting a pound coin and putting one of them fortune telling readers so it spits out a card <laughs> i think great more value can be sought from that a lot of the time
1: so well mainly because depending on what kind of psychic they are or if they're a medium or whatever then they're not going to necessarily take be taking advice from people you want to be hearing from about what needs to be fixed
0: um why do they call them mediums when most of them are actually a large oh (laughs) (laughs) i mean a fat joke (laughs) anyway sorry carry
1: on (laughs) think most of them would struggle to fit in a large Um, extra
0: extra large but the um, meteor size
1: yes that's not a helpful way to get me to give an answer Liam is to distract me by
0: by comments like that so the 10 minutes left of the regular edition of the show can we impart some knowledge from a practical perspective for those that may feel like all this self-sabotage thing, I've never thought of it like that before. How can I go away and work out whether this is the problem within me not being able to manifest a man, woman, or like money or something like that?
1: So ultimately, um, ultimately it's gonna be about better practice. I think practice makes perfect. Yes. Um, And figuring out, well, just because it didn't work that way round what were you actually approaching from? So, on the very, very simplest level, it's going back to that um, that spell triangle situation. And if you're having problems on that front, they're going to be in the journey part.
0: Mm.
1: So, if every time you're quite happy that you've got the you know the intent part down, and you're happy that you've got the um, kind of power source down, if actually the journeying is the problem it keeps having that to me would give a potential hint that there's some self-sabotage going on there. Um, so that means either you're not unable to think the process through in a conducive way process to make it kind of happen in the order that you want it to do, um, or it's not avoiding the things it should be avoiding, mm. even though you put that in then I would start to be wondering whether or not there is some kind of self-sabotage happening, um, which obviously goes beyond the layer that Liam is referring to with the holding to the balloon. Mm. Um, I think that's where if you're operating at that kind of practice level, then that's probably where it starts. So are you able to let go of the balloon? Um, and then if it's a case of actually you're convinced that you are letting go, and that that isn't, then I think that would be a decent indicator that something is getting in the way. And that something, nine times out of ten, is normally you. Um, I think a lot of people will say, oh, no, 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 like I did everything right, oh, it must be something else. Um, I think far too many people rule out that the something else is is you. Mm. Um, and again, going back to your kind of swooping tail remark from before i've mm. kind of going well i can see the i can see the effect of something i can see the effect of something um and they're just you know dragging this tail around in circles and they're like well i can look look like i can see it i can see it um and not realizing it's attached to themselves mm. um i think yeah. it's far more common than people give credit
0: because if there's a block this is literally like as above so below This is like an autoimmune potential because you destroying this block could potentially mean attacking yourself and if it's a higher self block you don't have the juice to pull that off right if it's a lower block then that means breaking through and demolishing parts of your psyche that means unconscious that means The block's obviously there for a reason. It's something that's cropped up in your life, in your mind, in your psyche. So demolishing that, what is that gonna leave? You know, it's interesting. But that's it for this edition of the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. If you wanna listen to extended editions of this here podcast, then you can get yourselves onto the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, or you can even download the app which we will be releasing on the new website when it comes out with details how to do that now in the second half the good news is that the people in the second half of the podcast they're all going to kind of be I would hope roughly on the same page because the people that are listening on the Patreon and such they're going to have followed our our work to a certain extent for a while Some of them might even know each other. Some of them might even be on this sort of a path and that, which means that the language we can use there might be a little bit more specific. So it might make specific sense. So the good news about that is that we might be able to go into some more practical aspects and things. So one of the things that I think is definitely worth thinking about is, is this uh, repeating, is this a pattern? a repeating pattern. So are you always doing your money spell or this kind of spell or that kind of spell and it always malfunctioning and not working? Because if that's the case, it's either that you don't know what you're doing or it's that there is some sort of a block, whether that be a block that you're putting on yourself or a block that someone or something else is putting on yourself. So it's gonna mainly be one of those three things. If you've done that spell before for something else, so maybe you've done some sort of work Instead of for love, you've done it for money or you've done it for a car or you've done it for a friend or you've done the same sort of work for someone else, potentially, that isn't you. And you've pulled that off on a number of occasions using the same method. The chances are you probably know what you're doing. You probably know that that is going to be effective spell casting and effective work. So you know you can do it already, you know you how to do the spell, you know that you're applying the right amount of energy, therefore it's gonna be that someone is working against you or you're working against yourself. See, diagnosis, diagnostics, that's why they use those little flow chart things, isn't it? It's because it's fucking logical at the end of the day. So try and breaking it down into what you know and what you don't know. Now, it's gonna depend now if you've established that you already know what you're doing with regards to spell casting stuff, it's either yourself or it's someone or something else. That is entirely dependent on how you can trace back energy. So, can you see a spell working? Can you see other people's hands all over your cookie mix or not? Is it just your own hands in there? Are there dog hairs in it? That depends on how much sensitivity you have I think Chris done that so psychic development and that obviously is something that you need to tread down but also if you don't necessarily have that ability to be able to sense and see every aspect that would be when you use a third party surely. but maybe not a medium maybe the thing that is beyond the medium you know like the thing that they're a conduit for like I don't know some sort of spirit that's of a higher state now do you ever use things like that or recommend that sort of thing to a client can you ever be bothered to look down you know like one of those forensic accountants look at what's a shell company and what's a real company and all that sort of thing or do you just have people and things to do that sort of shit for you
1: um, bit of both um my kind of first point of call is um if something hinky is occurring it's norm normally noticed by you know the two living guardians I keep in the house mm. um, that's part of what their job role is mm. um, so recognizing something is is a mock um is is normally picked up by them before anything else yeah um but again, that's the kind of practice that I have. I think for most people um we're talking reaching out to a trusted party now depending on who you are will depend on who that is um i think there well, are it's of...
0: going to be mercury or hermes more than likely for your average person is it
1: no no not at all, <laughs> not at all. um and if you can decipher her um i find luna is a very good reflection um but again uh,
0: but that's being nasty because that's different because people are going to be able people are going to be thinking that they use Luna in the way that they would another spirit whether that's not the case at all she's like a fucking Bogart from harry potter
1: <laughs> yeah like... you wanting to know what your deepest darkest problem is that's someone you'll go and it will give you what you're not wanting to know um but you asked the question
0: and therefore she gave you an answer um, yeah, you've been listening to her words instead of listening and paying attention to how much of a fucking pain in the ass she is and why you don't get on with her. And you don't get on with her because she's becoming and being the thing. Anyway, we won't give too much away.
1: So no, that's um, that's a ill-advised op- opportunity. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, if, if you're really wanting to know what the, the root cause of some of these problems are, she's not she's not actually not a bad shout um where would you go Liam
0: um if it was me it's not something I'd recommend but if it was me I normally if it was a block that I'd be thinking about that I am causing for myself I'd probably go to the solar self straight away Mm. because is it a high enough level to be able to give you a a correct or not correct answer, but also from my personal experience, I mean, it shines a light on everything. It is the sun at the end of the day. So I tend to find that by the time I get there, it's already in that tut, tut, tut mode. And I just need, I don't need to have a conversation with it. I just need to show up and depending on how it's presenting itself, it highlights immediately my flaws. (laughs) (laughs) for all (laughs) to see who are capable of looking at that level Um, so that would be my go-to but I know that not everyone else can do that so I tend to think that for the average person that it's got to be logic you know something logic based so to a certain extent you know I would most worry about people that cannot distinguish between an attack from outside and a block because there's two different things which are going on there um and it will depend on how much you can feel and work with your own spell you will feel that there's some sort of block there is the difference between if you get something that's a projectile weapon like a ball and throw it at a wall you let go and you throw that and it bounces back right whereas the difference is is your inability if it's a block that you're putting on yourself is really the inability to let go of the ball in the first place Mm. so a certain extent what i tend to see is a change in the environment or a change in the spell is that if there's a change in the spell then someone else is remolding it reshaping it causing trouble for it whereas if it's just a misfire then to me that normally spells that the spell is some problem to do with my own making more than anything uh, so, some sort of block, which you can see that in other practitioners when they're doing stuff. Um, it tends to be that the, what we call like the try hards, the mercurial songs, the ones that don't, that, that find magic later in life and don't have any necessarily innate ability in the form of seeing dead people and spell casting, playing with fairies and shit when they're a kid. Those sorts of people tend to encounter the first block, which is trying to understand if magic even is really a thing trying to work out whether actually this realm of magic is all make-believe or whether it is trying to get their first spell work to work and stuff like that to try and navigate past not believing in magic and understanding like how the fuck does it work that's a block to a certain extent that's a block that some would say is self-imposed because no one's binding you are they that's just an innate Thing that you have that's separating you from magic that's around you that you're not seeing it necessarily or feeling its presence and there could be many reasons for that but that's a block that those sorts of people have to get over pretty quickly however for the other types the types that are used to everything working straight away or being led which is very important being led to do spells at the appropriate times without putting much thought into it you need to think about where that leading is coming from. So if you are one of those people that needs a book to tell you what the planetary hour is and that this associated energy is with that and should work with that spell, it's kind of like a very logical way of thinking, reverse engineering, mathematician way. If you're the opposite, that more Venusian style, more right side brain type person, you could be thinking, I was called to do this magic. I felt this change in the air. I felt the energy was like that. The one thing that you need to remember is what is it that's giving you that feeling? That is the unconscious that's giving you that feeling. That feeling of this is the correct time. I'm feeling the energy that gets filtered through and comes from the unconscious. Now, if you have an unconscious block, those are all going to be fucking fake. So all of that energy that you're feeling or is the right time to do it. If your unconscious wants to lull you into that fake thing, then that's exactly what he's going to do it's going to shield the true what's really going on and people that think you know come from that perspective of doing natural magic in that way they would mistaken and not understand the power that the unconscious has because they've always had it on their side before but when it starts to work against them that's something that most people can't comprehend let alone come up with a way of working around it but I mean that's when they normally give up and become just some mediocre cunning man or wise woman or something like that rather than scaling shit up in it because that's what those blocks are designed to do they're designed to stop you inheriting a throne a title, power that you're incapable of dealing with yet yeah
1: and I think it's an important part to kind of factor in Um the biggest gatekeeper you'll ever have to deal with is yourself
0: oh yeah definitely. um
1: so it's not going to allow you to run before you can walk mm. um and for a lot of people you know even sit upright before you actually can move um yeah. so it's it's one of those things that you will all have to deal with in some way shape or form if you haven't come across it yet, you'll be due to come across it at some point um, because there will always be a kind of glass ceiling that you'll hit faster, particularly as you get more and more curious mm-hmm. about what's possible. That's when you're most likely to get kind of hit by a glass ceiling um, where you can't raise the energy required or it's not allowed to manifest in the way that you're expecting it to um and that's why i say a lot of the problems you will see will be in the journey part of of mm-hmm. your kind of spell crafting or your working mm-hmm. um that will cause the most problems with with manifestation so you know i think it's i think it's an important thing to accept is that you are going to hit a you're going to hit an issue at some point. Um, and actually those those of you that are more regularly practised are probably hitting those on a regular, brace, a regular basis um, in from different directions. Um, it's normally what gives you the overwhelming need at some point um, to do some kind of shadow work. Um, is often often because you've reached too many limits at once.
0: Unclog the toilet and clean out the sewer because it's a spewing all over the floor and you can't cope anymore. It needs a cleaning up. You've got to mop up the shit, sure, but you need to unclog the toilet. That's important. Otherwise, that nice spick and span floor is soon going to be covered with shit again. And people kid themselves by doing these cleanses and stuff cleaning the floor that they need to fix the actual problem because it's going to get worse over time if you keep putting pressure on it i keep shitting in the toilet it's going to get worse <laughs> you're just adding to it for crying out loud. there we go that was a lovely example
1: that was a lovely example i very very graphic if any of Thank them you. missed if any of them missed that i'm sure they can replay that bit just just to hear how viscerally mm inputted that was we need to get some sound effects
0: or something from somewhere
1: no no we're not, we're not becoming we're not <laughs> no, becoming that show
0: no plopping sound effects or like no. toilet flush no no okay no. all right well, the we're budget not, won't
1: stretch to that we're not bbc radio we're definitely <laughs> not doing any of that could um, you imagine
0: that on bbc radio no never that would be a fascinating show though wouldn't it <laughs> i wonder how many listeners we would get because i mean the amount of people that would just tune in from a mundane perspective just to hear something different than the same old songs and same old talking about bullshit that's happening in the news and that i think it would be quite interesting Uh,
1: what you're thinking we need to go on more paranormal channels are you oh god no i don't want
0: to go with stoop that low at the bbc i could cope with but i don't want to stoop on to doing more paranormal work No more paranormal TV show work for us, I think. (laughs) Um,
1: So, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's important to, and the thing is, I'm desperately trying not to sound like RuPaul because she goes on and on and on about your inner saboteur all the time. Um, So there is that kind of part of making sure that you are aware um and this goes back to what we constantly go on and on and on about which is that you're expanding your psychic ability mm. your sensing is so important to keeping control of your own bullshit. Mm. not necessarily just for sensing other bullshit coming your direction. I think the biggest the biggest piece of advice either of us can give, really, is to accept that nine times out of ten, it's not somebody else, it's you. Um, like, you are more likely to get in your own way on a regular basis than you are to cause trouble and big enough for other things to come for you. Um ultimately, you know little fish, big ocean, obviously, as you become more and more noticeable, yes, there are things that are going to take notice of you, but taking notice of you and fucking with you are two very different things um mm. you know being high enough up somebody's agenda for them to be willing to want to fuck with you um is, you know, you're going to have to be packing quite a punch at that point, because
0: otherwise, where is the challenge? You need to be a threat, essentially, or (laughs) you need to be a meal. You either need to be a threat or you need to be a meal in the first place. So there is potential for if you're trying to do stuff like win the lottery and stuff like that, then there's a lot of other people that are going to be getting in your way. So it stands to reason that there's a lot of other people that are going to be trying to their own work whether they're aware of it or not that has an impact magically speaking. But I mean other things, you know it should be fairly logical. I mean there are ways in which you could set things up if you're you know want to do naughty nasty kind of mercurially troublesome stuff where you try to mask what you're doing to make it look like a block put on someone else but realistically in defence and attack most of the time you are wanting someone to know that it was you that attacked them or you are just defending yourself in the most economic and simplest way you know we could go into magical false flag attacks but that is a very very specific quite niche small area of magic that the average person is not going to have much experience with until you get a bit higher up the chain but no one's really going to get in the way of you manifesting your heart's desire in the form of the man or woman that's going to come along. And yet, that is one of those things that those that don't actually feel somehow that they're enough can manifest. Instead, they just get someone that beats them or something, don't they? <laughs> Talk about a mismanifestation. They get much more of the same old shit that they've already had. Yeah. Like, attract, like, and all that. Is self sabotage an art form? Some people seem to make it an art form from the outside looking in. It's like, how many ways can you self sabotage? You know? It's like, <laughs> in every possible way, some people just manage to do it. And at that point, it's just like, I mean, I have to congratulate your unconscious for coming up with some very fucking creative ways and fucking yourself over. It's really rather well. It is an art form at the end of the day, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Sorry, just processing all the way through of that. Um, the Am I bringing back memories or something? No, no. Um, just particular individuals that we've, you know, taught or um, experienced or cleaned up messes of over the
0: years names of mentees are coming to mind aren't they that's what's <laughs> happening there. you're thinking of all those people that you know that self-sabotage how many people right that are you mentoring at the moment are self-sabotaging do you think but they don't currently know it so they haven't worked that out yet um two or three so Not there absolutely. are people that you're aware of that you think that the big root cause of or a big issue with what they're doing magically, why things aren't working is because they are self-sabotaging, that they haven't yet worked that out.
1: Yeah, where they get in their own way in one way or another.
0: Mm. So taking those people without naming them, what is it that will be the catalyst, do you think, for them to actually work out that that is the root cause? Is it going to be, like, you telling them? Is it going to be a certain amount of time of them messing up? What is it that you think that will get them to learn the lesson?
1: I think for most of them, it will be something backfiring, enough Mm. enough that makes them go, wait a minute, that's not... That shouldn't have happened. So seeing a pattern of
0: failure or something.
1: Yeah, I think that's where most will normally find it um i try not to tell someone um directly in that way one because i think it's a massive um confidence destroyer um is to is to turn around and go you know stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself like Mm. um you know i just think that that is not a great way to teach um
0: really or are you just a sicko that enjoys it no, I don't think that's you a good question. Because there might be people that are listening, they're gonna look back on this after they've come out the other end, thinking, wait a minute, he could have told me all along, what a fucking asshole. So, right? so justify because, your answer there.
1: Because I don't think that is a t I don't think that is an acceptable teaching method. Because in the process you'll you'll be offering other suggestions. You'll be um, giving them advice that is supportive in them figuring that out Hmm. i don't think turning around and saying stop hitting yourself um you know stop standing on your own tail is useful because i find that that's quite undermining as a mentor as a mentor i think that's not really what we're here to do what we're here is to help them figure out that they've done something wrong and that they are able to get themselves out of that mess
0: but can you not just be a little bit more um, cryptic about it can you not just say you know you're a little bit kinky and you're into pain clearly Sounding on your own towel if you say something like that that might be something that gets the, the you know gets the thought process going in the right direction whereas it sounds like you're just watching it like a slow motion car crash happen I mean, what is the no. point going if you're not going to help? <laughs> that's no. what I'll say. I'm playing devil's advocate
1: here. No, because at no point, at no point would it be a slow. Well, I can think of one that t- fits that category. But I think even if you uh, were to give them pictorial references to point out where they'd actually stood on their own tail, mm. and they'd be, go- they'd still go, "No, that's not my tail." Um, mm. But yeah, anyway, the one one sticks out in mind for that. But the generally speaking, no, I don't think. I don't think being that blunt about it would be any helpful, any more helpful than what I do. So. And I'm definitely not going to hold a mirror up to them and go, um, you know, you need to do some shadow work, like because I don't think that's useful either. Um.
0: What you don't think that you recommend in shadow work to someone's useful? You don't recommend shadow work is useful in general, or you think that that's just like I don't know. Um, I was going to say torture. It's not torture. It's more like a torment.
1: Yeah, I think I think somebody needs to get to the point where they feel shadow work is necessary. I think ever advise. I don't think we've ever advised it. If, off the top of my head i can't think for an example where we have gone hey, you need to take a long hard look at yourself um i don't think mm. we've ever i don't think we've ever gone like that mainly because if that person is not ready to start shadow work you telling them is the one surest way to make them obsess with this in an unhealthy way mm. um I think where you point out, actually, you know, where where is this coming from? At the very least, what my method will do is make them better at seeing things, or will make them better better practitioners. I don't think, um, you know, not. I wouldn't stand by and watch them make you know the biggest mistake in their world, um, but I think setbacks setbacks every now and again when somebody is learning as long as they are learning from it that is productive
0: right okay so what i'm getting from this but people that drive will probably get this is that in the car when the little orange light like engine management light comes on that means you're in for something there's something going wrong with the car when the red light comes on that's like you're completely fucked. And you are, it's not a case of pulling over, you're gonna grind to a halt in a minute. What you're saying is you're more like the red light than the orange light. And that if it's just something I don't know, like low oil levels or something like that, you might need a service or something, that's really just like a little orange light and that's not big enough for you to intervene. Yes. And at the point where you are a red light you're literally just a red light you're not going to fix the situation you're just going to come up on the dashboard and warn them is that what you're saying pretty much okay now people are going to start reviewing and rethinking about your mentoring (laughs) (laughs) i think there's some people that might sleep a little less easy at night now
1: that is so rude no i think most people know that that's my approach um and know that i will yes only intervene
0: if necessary how many times do they need to get a flat tire under your mentoring to get the gist of it because <laughs> a There's lot of people time. think that this is all about being wrapped up in cotton wool being made safe you know yeah safe spaces and all that is like a big thing and i've heard um the thought of mentoring the Patreon and the Witchcraft Live group being referred by more than one person as being safe spaces which is not I don't think like that's not really what I think we intended I don't know where people have got that from I know it's a place for people to on a beginner level have conversations and such like that you know and learn and grow together but it doesn't mean that it's a safe space because obviously in safe spaces there'd be no bullies and shit, would there?
1: No. And what I th- I think, I think the people that do describe it as a safe place are not describing it in the way that you're referring to, Liam. I think what right. they mean is that these are places where it is encouraged for mm-hmm. you to kind of show vulnerability, um, which I think is very different from safe place, in the sense that no harm can come to you here, um, I think actually share and share alike should be encouraged.
0: So, um, what is this? Is this a case of you're supposed to roll over and show your tummy to the alpha, saying that you submit, no. <laughs> I and mean, then you might get a rub on the tummy? Is no, it I safe? Think... We need to put people's minds at ease, you know. They're not going to get attacked or anything like that, are they? In
1: what context are you referring to, Liam? Because I think you're just starting to stir shit up for no reason.
0: Well, of course I'm trying to stir shit up for no reason. That's part of my job.
1: So you're either asking me a serious question that you actually want a serious answer for, or you're just being a knob. Can
0: I not do both? Not currently, by the sounds of it, no. Okay, all right. So in terms of a serious question, right? What is the worst thing that you would allow to happen to a mentee? Before you would actually intervene? For one, or to Basically, turn around and say, Look, we've got to have a fucking conversation now because it's gone too far. So, part first one would be intervene, worst thing. And the next thing is, How far would it get before you would turn around and say, Here's the answer, essentially? I guess. Um,
1: I think it's safe to say, I very rarely will go, Here's the right answer.
0: Is that just because of the level of people that you're teaching, though? Because there are some. Yes. Quit site there aren't there that you probably um, wouldn't have to do that otherwise they'd end up dying
1: <laughs> those are uh, those ones are the kinds of one-offs that we meet every now and again where our job is to warn them of danger well, um, a one-off
0: quick session
1: consultation yeah. <laughs> a consultation a, one, yeah. a one-off fuck quit situation that's that's different i think generally in in mentee ment mentorship is you what? that isn't going to happen instantly like you know they're not going to get to the point where they completely fuck themselves over um from one bad move mm. in in a short a relatively short amount of time that's not going to mm. happen because we are very good at what we do and therefore their their pathway is built up slowly over time mm. um and we are very good at redirecting people that are going for things that are far outside of their league Mm. um and finding the smaller steps they need to take in order to get there so i think the risk is fairly low on on our end um about it i i suppose my my soft limit is <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, words used yeah my soft limit is probably where they are physically hurt like i wouldn't
0: oh um, come on
1: you've allowed
0: people to be physically oh, i've allowed i've
1: allowed people to hurt themselves but not lose limbs and shit like yeah. so um, maiming, obviously yes, some, where basic, right. some basic maiming is where my soft limits are um right. my limits are okay yeah my hard limits uh, have stayed the same the whole way through, and I think I've been quite uh, quite clear about it. Um, I'm not about to let them fuck themselves over for multiple
0: lifetimes. Yeah. So negatively affecting um, multiple lifetimes is a big thing that we're obviously against.
1: So if someone was uh, offering up a, I'm going to go do this, and I was like, okay, well, the consequence to that is you're going to fuck yourself over seriously and not just for this lifetime, i would feel obliged to step in
0: but do you mean step in as in step in and, and stop them or step in as in pull them back and saying no and then letting them go if they wanted to do
1: yeah pulling back and pointing okay. them out um, i have in the past got intermediaries involved
0: mm. that's um, a safer option because then you can wipe your hands of it
1: so i have you know, called on the likes of people like Carte before, mm. um, in order to step in and change the path. Mm. Um, but that that would have to be something serious for me to feel obliged to do something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, that is it for this edition of the No Horseboard Witchcraft Podcast. We are going to have to go because I do believe we've got to go and see Cersei Dreamland next, haven't we? we have that's always exciting so goodbye for another week